0: www.smallbusinessdigest.net. We've got a great program today, and our first guest is Terry Hicks. He's CPO, CPO of uh, Infusionsoft, and he's here to talk to us about what I found is a fascinating survey that I think our audience should know about. Terry, welcome to the program.
1: Thank you very much, Don. Really great to be on the show.
0: Well, Terry, as we ask all our guests, before we talk about anything else, tell us a little bit about yourself. That I think is important.
1: Okay. Well, I'm a, I'm a dad and a geek, I guess is, a, is probably the uh, summary for you. I'm a native Southern California who started my uh, career as a surfer, and a uh, and an engineer, um, you know, really fell in love with solving problems for customers of all different kinds. I'm very curious. I've always been like a puzzle builder and solver, and uh, so that really tied into me becoming a product geek and and falling in love with customers and the problems they have and working through to solve them. So, but like I said, I'm I'm not the traditional geek. You know, I love a lot of outdoor pursuits, and I have a nine-year-old daughter who loves to be in nature and uh, mostly hopefully catch and release things, but she loves lizards and snakes and all those kinds of things. So uh, love to find that balance in life, a little bit of the screen time with uh, a lot of the outdoor time.
0: Hmm. Well, that's great. Now tell us a little bit about the, this, this study that, uh, that I found fa- fascinating. Uh, why did you do it? And what what were the results?
1: Well, the reason we did it is because our core mission at Infusionsoft is to help small businesses succeed and, you know, help really understand who they are, what their goals are, and then help them grow. And, you know, what our software does is helps a small business scale themselves so that they can better get customers, better uh, serve their customers because you know when you think about the problems that small businesses face one of the top things that they face is really growing their business and getting more customers to serve as Well as getting the talent that they need in their business to serve those customers. So what we really wanted to so, understand, and uh, Are there you're, you're breaking up
0: for some reason? Um, and we're not hearing you here. Oh My apologies for that Can you hear us fact, Terry?
1: Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me now,
0: Terry? Can you hear us?
1: Yes, I can hear.
0: I can hear you fine, Don. Okay, now I can hear you fine, but you were breaking up tremendously. Oh no, no,
1: no! no sorry about that. So you asked, well, probably, "Why did we do?" Probably this? our fault.
0: But anyway, no worries. Go on. Uh, um, Terry, uh, if you wouldn't mind repeating what you just said, I think it would be helpful to our audience.
1: Sure, sure. So why this, why this report matters to us is because Infusionsoft's core mission is to help small businesses succeed. And in order to do that, we need to understand what success means to them. And um, it can mean a lot of different things to them, uh, and so we wanted to better understand those goals and objectives that they have, and then that really helps us create better solutions that allow us to address their
0: goals. Uh, and so, what are some of those, Th- Terry? Well, one of the, the, the issues you identified, is about- and because the, the, that's what I found fascinating in your study, tell us a little bit about the issue that you identified. Well, one of the things that's Surprising
1: about small businesses is that the reason they get into business in the first place has a lot less to do with financial success and building a very large business than it is about meeting their life goals. Um, the, they, they put a greater emphasis on the ability to do the work they enjoy, being their own boss, having flexibility and freedom to spend their time the, the way they want to, you know, balance. Their personal life and spending time with their family, or pursuing their hobbies or other uh, uh, activities that they enjoy, with serving their customers. They are also very community-minded, so they want to have a personal. They want to have an impact on the communities that they live in, and so those are the primary goals. They know that money matters, and they have to have a good financial management practices in place. But but ultimately, the financial outcome is not the most the primary reason why they got
0: into the business. That to me was a very interesting point. So you're in effect saying that while money is a motivator, it is not the prime motivator.
1: That's right. I mean, when they think about money, they think about it in terms of addressing their needs. And so whether that's putting their kids through college, being able to go on a couple of vacations a year, of course, paying their mortgages, you know, you could think about it as Maslow's hierarchy of needs. When they, when as they move up, self-actualization is not really driven by the financial outcome for most small businesses. Um, it's really some of these other personal factors. They're willing to trade the financial outcome for control over their schedule, time with their family, ability to invest in their pursuits, and they're also willing to trade the financial outcome for being a service, being a service to their customers and their community. <laughs>
0: Well, that's where he, so, uh, Okay, uh, so you can, can you tell us some, some more of the things you found from the survey?
1: Yeah, the other thing is, and this is kind of connected to the money, is their, their aspiration is not to get too big. In fact, what we find is that most of them don't ever think they're going to be above 50 employees or more. Only about 12% of the customers that we surveyed said that they had an intention to be more than 50 employees. The vast majority wanted to stay small because the reason they get into the business is that satisfaction of doing what they love or serving their clients. And the larger a small business gets, the further and further away the owner gets from the day-to-day activity of engaging with customers or feeling like they're serving their clients. And also size comes with other distractions. Um, As I've worked in businesses from, you know, 13-person startups to 8,500-person companies, you know, you end up spending, the, the larger the company, the more time you spend on the internal concerns um, as opposed to strictly being customer-focused. And so being big is actually gets in the way of the original reasons why a, a business started in the first place.
0: Hold on. I, I can agree with you on that point. Um what do they say the number of meetings uh, g- goes up in, in direct proportions to the number of employees? Um, exactly. I
1: mean, you spend a lot of your time motivating employees, keeping people aligned. Uh, when you're small though, you can have a morning stand up with the four or five people that you work with every day and you can that's what align, that's what it takes to do alignment. But when you have a team that starts to be dozens or hundreds of people, end up spending a lot more time in meetings, making sure folks are clear on what we're trying to accomplish, why making them motivated and keep moving forward. And so so many small businesses come out of that environment and know that that's not what they want to recreate for themselves. That's not why they started.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, um, uh, you've given us two great ones. Do you have any more to give us from the survey? Yeah,
1: sure. I think another thing that, um, would be an interesting finding, was that regardless of the type of business or location or industry, you find some very common patterns across small businesses. And one of them is the challenges of finding qualified people to do the work in your business. And the reason I put it as qualified people to do the work in your business is because it's not always employees. Sometimes it's contractors or virtual employees that a a small business is engaging with. But finding folks who are qualified to do the job is a big challenge. Also time, um, you know, time is a precious resource and you find small businesses. They, they want that. They want the flexibility to do what they want, but they end up in order to get that flexibility. They're sacri- you know, they're, they're getting up early in the morning and getting some things done. They're engaging with their family. Then they go in and serve their customers. They come back and engage with their family for dinner. at The end of the day. And then, you know, they're, they're typically engaging and managing the business running the business activities, the sort of operational things in the evenings. And so they're very time starved. And so anything you can do to help small businesses get that time back is really helpful to them. And then well, uh, I, I think I think the last thing I'd mention is just getting customers, you know, turning your, you know, where to find a good source of customer and turning those leads into new, for those, those prospects and leads into new customers is a
0: challenge. Well, let me ask you a question. Um, some people argue that owning a small business is like having a 24 seven job. Uh, th- 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 did you address this or do you have any comments on that statement? Because on the one hand we're, we're saying, uh, people want more time. Yet on the other hand, many people say, uh, owning a small business becomes a 24 seven. Do you, do you look at that or talk about that at all?
1: Yeah, I think, uh. I think having a business is a 24 7 job because you, there's a lot of responsibility that you have for serving your customers and if you have employees making sure that you know you're, you're getting the work that you need to serve the, the employees now when you say 24 7 that doesn't necessarily mean that you're doing all the you're working 24 7 it's all it's it's what we're finding especially with technology is that customers are able to spread that work and do that work from wherever they are. So the concern, it's top of mind 24-7, but it doesn't necessarily have to translate into work time.
0: Now, that's a very interesting way of looking at it. I hadn't thought about it. We're talking with Terry Hicks. He's CPO of Infusionsoft. And he was talking about their very fascinating survey. Uh, Terry, uh, w- what does Infusionsoft do? And tell us a little bit about that before we get back to the uh, survey.
1: Well, at Infusionsoft, what we do is we help small businesses grow, save time, and get organized by uh, applying what we call personalized automated follow-up to help our customers attract uh, new customers sell and, and retain those customers. We call it a track sell and wow. So we ha- we're, our product is a combination of customer management, so a contact record and w- you know where is that customer in their life cycle of doing business with you, and then automation tools that allow you to follow up with prospects, Um, to engage new customers, you might be providing a service to a new customer. And before that service is delivered, you may need certain information from a customer. And after that service is delivered, you may want to follow up with thank yous and requests for reviews. And so we automate all of that because small business owners are so time starved. Sometimes those fundamental things that they need to do to attract, to convert prospects, attract prospects, convert prospects to customers, and then, really provide a delightful experience for their customers fall through the cracks so we're trying to provide automated tools to make sure the consistency uh, of their engagement with our customers customers is uh is such that nothing falls through the cracks
0: well i could show sure you something like that to, um tell me um uh, getting back to the survey um Tell, tell me some of the more uh, some of the other interesting things you found in the survey. One of the interesting things that we found uh, in the survey was how do people
1: do with the how do people dr- address these challenges in their business? You know, finding people to work in their business, you know, getting everything done, and then turning leads into customers. And really, what we found is that small businesses. Are very likely about seventy-eight percent of small businesses are likely to engage in coaching, uh, in paid coaching in particular. That was a very surprising finding to me. Small business owners are very pragmatic; they know that capital is the lifeblood of their uh, of their company, and so what they want to do is they want to manage what they spend their money on very carefully and know that there's going to be a return. So to see such a high percentage investing in coaching, training, engaging in mentorship, those kinds of things to understand solutions to problems and maybe to look around the corner a little bit by leaning on the experience of others. That was a really interesting finding for us. Um, You know, it's sort of logical. Why make the same mistake that somebody else has already learned how to avoid if you can? But it's also the fact that Paying for that kind of insight and knowledge was, was really the fascinating thing.
0: <laughs> Please continue. Yeah, I'm keeping a, a silent because you're, you're t- giving us so much good information. Please continue.
1: <laughs> All right. So the other finding that we had on how to deal with these challenges is really the use of technology. Um, So, when you think about both coaching and technology, coaching is about avoiding the problem in the first place, which ultimately saves a small business owner time and makes them more effective. Technology can provide the same benefit. It can provide uh, scale to a small business, or I would call it like synthetic scale, because if you're automating certain tasks, perhaps you don't need to add that additional employee to do that work, or it means that you can have that employee do things that are more serving the customer so you can now grow your business and scale your business more effectively. And what we found is that in particular, cloud technology is really changing the way that small businesses are working. I mentioned before about small businesses having a 724 kind of job, but it's not necessarily the case that they're working 24 hours a day. They're thinking about their business Seven days a week, 24 hours a day, but the actions that they're taking, especially by leveraging technology, means that they can do some of their work from where they are. So, if they're watching the soccer practice and they get an urgent um, email, they can respond to it right then and there. Or if they get a text from an employee about an issue, they can they can uh, they can engage with that employee right then and there. And in addition to that, you know, with mobile applications that you. It's like ours, where you can see who is the customer, what service are we providing, what 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 issues were we trying to solve, you can you now have that information at your fingertips to better solve the problem from where you are, better solve it from where you are, so you don't have to be completely disrupted in your life, but also um, solve it more effectively. So I think the use of coaching and the use of technology is really helping small businesses with multiple problems, but especially the time savings
0: hmm. well you know it's interesting I just got a, a study across my desk that said that uh, by 2020 uh, uh, 90% of small businesses or SMM, SMBs will be in the cloud for uh, one or more uh, operations and uh, how do you feel do you think that's uh, what what your study is showing Well, back in a past life, we actually
1: commissioned that study with with Steve King at Emergent Research. I think at the time, this is 2014, about 38% had adopted, and Steve was projecting much higher adoption. Now, at some level, almost 100% of small businesses are already adopting cloud technologies because most of them are using smartphones, especially U.S. small businesses. So we're already seeing that trend, and that kind of platform is – now open has opened up the minds of small businesses to well, what other things should I? What other tools should I be using that are more cloud-based that give me access and allow me to run my business from where I am? And we've seen adoption steadily climbing over the last two and a half years since that study was was run. And uh, so I I believe that that's completely the case. But also I believe that at some level, cloud technology is already well penetrated in small businesses, but they're just using the the more, you know, simple, common consumer, uh, aspects like, a like a smartphone. And increasingly they'll be seeing how can I apply more and more
0: cloud technology to my business? So I can run my business from my pocket. Well, you know, it's funny. Someone pointed out to me this week that, uh, this studio is on in the cloud and I hadn't realized it, but, but again, that's the case and I've been using it uh, now for over three years. Uh, but this is what's called a cloud application. Uh, it's funny. Yeah. Never think of it.
1: Well, I think that's a really interesting point but on two fronts. Number one, uh, that's the best kind of technology change, where it feels natural to a small business owner or to the user. Um, and it doesn't feel like uh, you're, 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 you're relinquishing one thing that you're comfortable with in order to do something that's new and scary and, you know, challenging. It was sounds like that was seamless for you. So that's wonderful. That's the best kind of technology transfer. But also, I think when people think about being in the cloud, they don't necessarily realize like how much they're already doing in the cloud. So I think that, that, that technology adoption curve, what the current state is, I think is potentially understated. Um, and, but what's happening is now there's more awareness. Because there's a few simple things that were seamlessly adopted, there's more awareness of the benefits, and now – More problems will be solved through the use of cloud technology. That's how I look at the the trend going. Is that that'll become an expectation of small businesses? Of it provides so much convenience and power to them to save time, to help grow their business, to be more organized, to be more on top of their business results, and ultimately get to greater success. I think we're we're just going to see the cloud job more problems being solved with cloud technologies
0: explicitly instead of implicitly. Welcome. Um, we are t- talking with Terry Hicks. I'm hemming and hawing over here because it's, he's given us so much information. He's CPO of Infusionsoft. Uh, Terry, how do people reach infu, Infusionsoft and yourself? Well, if you want to learn more
1: about us, um, there's there's lots of ways that you can learn about our solutions, and that's you, you can come to learn.infusionsoft.com/slash/resources, and you can learn all about some of the best practices that we teach our customers in how to grow their sales, save time, and get more organized. Um, one of the one of the big challenges that small businesses have, and and this goes this speaks to the problem of finding the qualified people to operate in their business, is most small businesses themselves. You know, they got into business to be a, book, you know, a butcher, a baker, a candlestick maker, a bicycle repair person, you know, run a bike shop, uh, various activities that reflect their passion. But typically, the, the foundational elements of running a business, doing the accounting and bookkeeping, doing the sales and marketing are things that, you know, they don't have the skills for. Uh, they, they, that's not in their experience base. And so we know that a big part of our mission to help our customers succeed is that education component really helping them understand when they think about growing their business or saving time or getting organized, what are the best strategies that other businesses have employed in order to do that? And so by coming to learn.infusionsoft.com slash resources, you can see what those best practices are. And it really helps businesses get a leg up on how to, how to leverage not only our tool, but how to really think about, um, employing digital marketing in their business to better grow their business and serve their clients.
0: Very true. Very true. Um, in your experience, what, what are you through? Um, what do you uh, uh, think of three things that you would offer small business leaders uh, based on your own experience? That they should be doing or being aware of, et cetera.
1: Well, I think number one is, if you're going to start a small business, really do your homework and make sure that, that what you're proposing to offer to the marketplace as a real customer. Um, so often, an individual will have a passion for what they want to do. But they haven't done the homework to understand, are there enough folks who are going to buy that solution from them? So before you get started, uh, I think it's, it, that, that's number one. Um, you need to make sure there's a market for what you're going to sell. Otherwise, you, know, you, just won't ever, you won't be solving a problem for enough customers to really make a living at it. Second, uh, we talked about small businesses being a 7 by 24 concern. Maybe not a 7 by 24 job, but it's a 7 by 24 concern. So if that's the case, you better love what you're doing. You better have a real passion for what you're trying to do. There needs to, you need to get joy from serving your customers and, and running your business. Um, I, I don't work in a small business. I work in a business with 600 employees. But I can tell you that I get real joy in what I do every day. And because I get real joy in what I do every day, I can navigate through the expected pitfalls of running this business and continuing to um, you know, grow my team, um, continuing to serve our customers, continuing to manage the challenges that come up day to day. The second, the, the final thing I would say, the third thing I would say is, You know, you're not the first person to do this. Your value proposition may be unique. The product that you want to offer to the market may be uh, special and differentiated. But many of the operational sides of running the business, people have walked in your shoes before. So make sure that you're getting the best advice and coaching and make sure you're using the best tools that you can find to help solve those challenges and stand on the shoulders of others. have come before you and have already thought through the problems and have good enough solutions to them so uh, uh, that those would be kind of my three pieces of advice for a small business owner you know make sure there's a market do what you love
0: and stand on the shoulders of others don't go it alone Well, uh, those are really terrific advice Uh, one more Terry is there any way people can see the survey itself yeah, we,
1: we do have the survey up on our website. I believe it is also at learn.infusionsoft.com slash resources. And uh, we'll, I'll, I'll, I'll double check to make sure that it is there, make sure that it is there for anybody who wants to see the survey.
0: I really appreciate it. Terry, you've been a terrific guest. I want to thank you for bringing all this knowledge it, it it was uh, illuminating for me, and I hope it was for our audience as well.
1: Well, Don, I really appreciate you taking the time and having me on the show.
0: No, uh, Please come again uh, with some more information whenever you want. You know, it certainly uh, helps our, our audience know a little bit about the, the world around them. Thank you.
1: That's terrific. Well, you have a great day, and great day to the audience, too.
0: We have one of our most interesting broadcasts from before to about how two siblings can um, work together and build companies. Well, my engineer is signaling that uh, we can't do that today. So uh, on behalf of the Small Business Digest staff, uh, I wish you a a good, hot summer day. And we'll be back next week with two or three more guests uh, of the quality of Terry Hicks, CFO, CPO of Infusionsoft. He was really terrific. And we hope you, you enjoyed, enjoyed his appearance as much as we did. Thank you and good day.